0: Welcome in, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to a special playoff edition of the Talking Shop podcast today. We're going to look back at last week's wild card round games and then make our predictions for the divisional round playoff. I'm joined by none other than Matt Klein. Matt is a Niners fan and a Dynasty Fantasy Football League savant. How are you, Matt?
1: Good. I'm just coming off my uh, second championship in the last three years. So I got a few extra jelly beans to play around with in this NFL playoff series. So I'm looking forward to uh, keeping my head up going into the divisional round.
0: couple reasons to glow, although Wild Card Weekend didn't serve you too well. We, uh, we re- recapped before this. Um, you didn't do too great, did you?
1: No. The only thing that kept me you know, somewhat underwater was my prop bet, surprisingly. Um, I didn't hit on any of my you know my spreads starting off the morning down, you know relatively big, come back up and being okay by the end of Saturday, and then you know digging myself a little hole Sunday morning, and you know I used the dubs to to get me out of that one a little bit as well. So it was an up and down weekend.
0: So a couple notes I took from this weekend: first, I loved having six games. I don't know how you felt, but Saturday and Sunday was just nine hours. And 10 hours of football. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm never going to argue with more football as opposed to less. And you know, I think I think this format's going to be here to stay and you know, hopefully there'll be a little bit more competitive teams um, in the you know, the lower seats next year. But I, there's no reason for the two seed to get a bye.
0: Um what was your favorite game of the weekend?
1: I, I the Bills, you know, Bills Colts was a great game. to Start the day. Obviously, I thought you know the Colts would get run over to start the weekend, but that'd be my number one, and uh, followed by I i guess the Bucks. The Bucks game was okay. Um, the Bears, you know, irrelevant, and then that Steelers game. They just gave them the game within the first quarter. So I think I think the clear you know best game was Bills Bills Bucks or Bucks
0: Bills, yeah. Colts. Bill's Colts. Yeah, Bills Colts right out of the gate the starting block uh, with the Saturday morning game, and a lot of people were, you know, saying, uh, you know, hopefully the Bills don't come out flat. It's a little bit of an early game. Uh, what gave me pause more is that they just couldn't like step on the throats of the uh, the Colts a bit more in the second half, and just put it away. I mean, if you like, you have Josh Allen. You have, I mean, you have such a such a talented wide receiver core with with Diggs out there and Beasley.
1: Whatever.
0: Beasley, yeah, he's but, kind of
1: hobbling around a little.
0: He was hobbling a bit, but in my mind, I think that this is sort of a classic, like, try not to lose this game sort of mentality that they brought into this. Like, they knew they were heavy favorites. They knew they should win, Um, but it was their first playoff game at home since, like, the 90s, their first playoff win since 1995. They had fans at the game who they hadn't seen all year long. All of a sudden, the Patriots aren't there to get in their way. Like, it was sort of a classic, like, we better not blow this. I think though my point. I think one of my my, my takes here is going to be that now that they got that out of the way, that they're going to be just so much more free and loose next weekend to play. They're they're playing with house money, um, no matter what. Now this season is just is a, is a success for them. Um, I think I'm going to look for them to play way more confident and uh, next weekend. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. You know, they they were the house favorite. Um, Colts, you know, they didn't surprise me that much apart from, I think Phil looked a little bit better than I thought in that kind of environment. Um, obviously, you know, when the game was on the line, he threw a Hail Mary 10 yards short of the end zone. So, you yeah, know, that, that shows true colors, but, uh, next week's game against Baltimore should be interesting. Uh, looked at the weather. It's going to be, you know, cold, snowy, uh, pretty dismal, you know, playing conditions, but I, I think that kind of, you know, bodes well for both teams. Uh, Ravens rushing attack has been pretty unstoppable the last, you know, six weeks or so. Um, so they won't have to depend on Lamar's arm, which is what they did last week as well. Um, yeah. So that'll be, that. that's probably the game of the week for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and please explain to me, I mean, before we talk about the uh, next week's matchups, uh, explain to me why, the new advanced analytics tools that all these coaches and, and assistant coaches use now, why it tells you to go for two when you're down 14 and you score a touchdown. And so now you're down eight before the extra point. Why do all these damn coaches go for two, like the Colts did?
1: Uh, I mean, that baffles me. I know I have my CPA and everything, but yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't quite figured it out yet. You're going to have to run a, a pretty advanced model to, to explain that one to me. I guess yeah. I guess you figure you take as many points possible, and then you know settle for the field goal, and you know kick the onside kick and get go for another touchdown. But yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I looked at I'm being a little facetious in that I actually looked up why they do this, and it, apparently the reason is because if you you don't want to tie, you want to win the game. You don't want to go to overtime because then it's still a coin flip. You want to win the game, so you go for two there, knowing. It, uh, in the in the in the case that you get the ball back and then you score a touchdown, you get the extra point to win the game. But like I, I don't know if I've ever seen that happen in that order. Um it just seems like just like it takes the wind out of the sails of the team that misses the two point conversion, if anything.
1: It it definitely blows anyone betting on the spread too. Yeah. <laughs> I know that came up in the Steelers game. They went for two every time and didn't get it. So now yeah. I'm sitting here trying to cover seven and a half or so. Got a lot harder
0: um a couple of the notes I had from the weekend um, a team that didn't that didn't take their foot off the gas was the Saints. They just stomped their opponents. Um, I find it interesting that Breeze decided to float retirement rumors now instead of like during the season. I, I might dismiss them along the way um but it seems like now it's more than likely that he will be retiring after this season. I guess what that tells me is he liked his chances. To win this season all along he's not you know, Dirk Nowitzki or Kobe Bryant this season and just take a victory lap like he wants to win a Super Bowl not a, not get ceremonial treatment the rest of the way
1: right uh, I mean I, I knew I had a thought that this was his last season anyways just based on how much money they're spending this year and how little cap room they have next year because you know they can't pay anyone and they were bringing on contracts and then they traded for Quan Alexander who had a you know a big deal coming off the Niners books and
0: you're always on top of this stuff this back office <laughs> stuff like i yeah. i i totally miss all the uh oh well, they can't you know in the nba especially oh they right. can't trade for that uh max guy because of these three contracts and stuff and you're you always on top of this so props to you
1: well it was very obvious when they they traded for alexander who had like 20 something million uh cap it and we were happy to unload it and saints took it on to go into win now mode and i i guess you know You're going to gut the house next year. Breeze won't be part of the plan.
0: So we'll talk about their (laughs) matchup next week. Um, But I think that's the marquee game, but we'll get to that in a second. I got a couple more notes of the weekend. Doug Peterson's getting fired. He should be getting fired. But I also think they need to look at their GM, Howie Roseman, 21st season. They won a Super Bowl, I know, a bit of a fluke year where their defense just got really hot for a month and a half. And Foles, (laughs) as well. The Wentz contract is going to be a thorn in their side for seasons to come. And maybe that's not why they're, maybe that's why they don't want to move on from Roseman now because the new GM would be hampered with the same contract. But um, I haven't even heard his name floated as a potential chopping block candidate. But I mean, the Eagles have just fallen so far. Heads need to roll.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, between three guys, you know, the GM, Peterson, and Wentz one had to go and it you know it ended up being peterson so i think you know likelihood of one staying in philly increased a lot with that firing um with that said it still seems like the team is a mess and you know honestly i don't spend too much time thinking about him anyway so (laughs) well you know peterson was only the coach for five years and you got to think the super bowl gave him you know two years of runway so
0: he
1: he really squeezed the most out of it that he could
0: yeah yeah, I think a player gets like five years and a coach gets like two because Eli's mm-hmm. leash was just so long because, oh, you want two Super Bowls, you know, just right. stay until you feel like you're ready to move on kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, oh, a classic example of that is, uh, uh, Joe Flacco in right. Baltimore, <laughs> his one Super Bowl earned him a decade of, of, of contracts he didn't deserve.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that Super Bowl. And, I mean, he got that huge contract afterwards, which didn't really help surround him with talent. So, you know, he had to look in the mirror to see why that team went downhill.
0: Totally. Coolest thing I saw this weekend. Um, Finally, last point is the uh, Nickelodeon broadcast. I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) It's really visually awesome. Um, From just like a graphics and augmented reality standpoint when all the slime would shoot on players in the end zone. That, along with the new camera angles and the 8K, you know, videos they have now, like I think we're actually headed towards a pretty cool place with uh with new innovations to uh to how they show football in the coming years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know the reception of the Nickelodeon broadcast has been mostly positive. Uh, I watched 10 minutes of it. I watched the first uh, touchdown on the Nickelodeon broadcast, and honestly, I thought the graphics looked like they're from 1998.
0: So, you know,
1: if they can uh, make it look a little better, I, I'd be all for it. But, you know, if the kids are getting involved, then yeah, I'm not going to complain.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I,
1: th- I think Kurt Warner tweeted out a picture saying, you know, his son never watches football with him. And, you know, this is the first game he'll watch together. But they showed a picture of his son. and He has a full beard and he's like way too old to be watching Nickelodeon <laughs> in the first place.
0: Oh, that's funny. I don't think he got the un- unintentional humor there. <laughs>
1: uh, but, Matt, before we jump in anymore, uh, you know, the national championship's about to start. I don't know how much you know about college football, but...
0: Yeah, I, I, I really should have called this a professional football podcast, because I know very little.
1: But my gut's telling me OSU, for the record, so we'll see what happens. Give the listeners
0: a good, a good 30 seconds on why OSU is about to win the championship. I mean, they'll hear this tomorrow, so you might, might end up looking <laughs> bad, but go ahead.
1: Uh I, I probably know as much as you do about college football. I know OSU's played seven games this year, so their their legs are like, fresh. Uh they okay. covered seven and a half against Clemson in the you know semifinals. And you know, nine points is a lot to cover, so that's that's pretty much my take on it. So, All right. I, I think Heisman winners have a pretty bad track record in the national championship as well.
0: Oh, okay. Going deep on the analytics there, I like it. <laughs> All right. Should we should we do it? Should we hit next week's action?
1: Let's do it. Well, to wait first. Let the listeners know how you shaked out in the uh, the wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend.
0: Yeah, I I placed um well I placed two bets prior to the playoffs on uh who's going to be the Super Bowl champion. I'll save that to reveal later. But for wild card re- weekend specifically, I bet on uh, the Bills to win straight up twenty dollars to win fifteen. Um and then I used... Jelly
1: beans, right? Not dollars.
0: Bitcoins. Very high wager. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I lost money just on the uh, the price movement between the game time and when I placed the bet. But, Seriously.
1: And then um, today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh I placed another five Satori's on a three-team parlay. Browns to win straight up. Rams to win straight up. And bills to win straight up so didn't do any lines uh i felt like the uh the browns were gonna do it i watched i had the Steelers on my fantasy football team and i watched their defense perform the last month and a half of the season and i remember watching one game where they were they had just lost like their third string linebacker and they completely decimated linebacker core um and it doesn't matter how good your your rush is and your uh and your and your cornerbacks and your safeties are. If you have no linebacker, no middle of the field, um, you've got nothing. So, um, and that's what the Browns showed yesterday. They also Steelers offense. I mean, bent through for five hundred yards and they lost. I mean,
1: four interceptions.
0: Four interceptions. Yeah. So, bit a of, bit of a Jameis Winston game, if you will. So, I, I felt good about the Browns. I didn't feel as good about the Rams coming in, but um, I had Russell Wilson on my fantasy team as well. He was terrible last six weeks as well through a ton of interceptions. So I was like, I'm going to bet against the two guys that, uh, that cost me uh, a first place victory in my fantasy league. And that worked <laughs> out. And then the bills, I liked them to win. They actually made it a lot closer than I thought it would be. So I'm really glad I didn't give the points. Um, was right. happy for those fans up there in upstate New York, finally see their team win a playoff game. First time in 25 years. Pretty awesome.
1: Right. Yeah. I think the one thing I overlooked, Coming into the wild card round is you know injuries to you know key players on teams' defenses, and that's probably my one regret. I did end up placing 22 bets throughout the weekend, including the Warriors cover three. I
0: love
1: it, which uh, you know looked great through three quarters, and then they ended up winning by one point Whew. with a with a game missing shot from Pascal. Uh, but that. you love
0: know. That Clippers game was awesome the other night. I don't know if you, right. you caught that one, but
1: I watched Warriors that game are, as well.
0: Warriors are uh, they're here, man. They're here to stay. And I yeah. like when they when they play these back. Uh, they play the same team back to back. Now it's just good to see how they make the adjustments on the second night, and they did they did really well both times against Portland and against um, the Clippers. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, they just need to start taking the sweeps though. But uh, you know, back to football. I was, you know, terrible on the spreads. You know, a lot of the times I like to double down on the second half because I feel like I learned a thing or two watching the first half. And, you know, those weren't very successful either, except for, you know, second half stealers with the uh, the touchdown with the time expiring, which, uh, you know, saved my weekend. Um, <laughs> I, I think the best call I had of the weekend was A-B to score the first touchdown at plus 500. Nice. Uh, that was a nice win for me. A couple other good props I had. Logan Thomas over four and a half receptions. Um, Nick Chubb over 72 and a half yards, as well as Deontay Johnson over six and a half receptions. Those, those are all paid out okay for me. But yeah. other than that, not a lot of highlights.
0: Vegas sort of had Chubb pegged though, huh? Because he only had like 76 yards. And he had like a nice like 40-yard receiving touchdown. But, you know, he, yeah. he averages like, got to average like 90 a game when he plays or 100 a game on the ground. So they saw yeah. a little bit of regression there, um, but nice job getting the over.
1: Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt played it a little bit more than I expected.
0: It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, whenever they're going pass first, I feel like they have them out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for like check downs and stuff. But Chubb did have some really nice plays yesterday. All right, without further ado, let's get you back on track. Let's get some, some, some bets here for this weekend that are going to serve you well. So first game of the weekend, we got Rams-Packers. I think we both like the Packers. But how much do we like the Packers? Do we like them enough to give, what is it, seven and a half points?
1: It is seven and a half points. And I think, you know, when I guess this line, I put it, no, sorry, it's spread seven, right? Now it's down to six and a half. I checked it earlier with seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would open at about seven and a half, which leads me to, you know, take the the Rams against the spread here. Um, I learned over the wildcard weekend, when you're giving up too many points, it's hard to, you know, hold that lead throughout the the game, and um, you know, Rams defense was very, very um, surprising against the Seahawks and how well they played. So.
0: Well, they got the best player in the NFL. They got Aaron Donald. I know we don't talk about defense very much, but like, you know, that's yeah. Playing fantasy, you know, you don't you don't concentrate on that, but Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL right now. So. And
1: he also missed a significant portion of the game. So I you know it's a rib injury. He's supposed to be back. So I don't I don't know how Green Bay can cover seven or six and a half now. It makes it a lot harder of a decision, but um uh, we'll see where the line shakes out. But anything over seven, I think it's ramped all the way.
0: Yeah, I kinda went the other way on this. I thought that um people are overreacting a little bit to um or they're underestimating how bad Seattle is. I don't think Seattle's a good football team. I think Seattle had like very little run game. Russell Wilson, for some reason, had, like, an interception problem in the second half of the year. I think he threw, like, 15 picks the last eight games. Um, their defense was okay. And, frankly, Pete Carroll is getting a little old. So, I don't know if he's always drawing up the best schemes for them. So, I think Seattle, not as good as, not as, good as people thought they were. Therefore, the Rams' victory, divisional victory, and, and you know this division better than me, being a Niners fan, I think that in fact the Rams are just an okay team, an okay and average playoff team, and I think the Packers are going to come, especially a home game for the Packers. I think that they're going to come out ready to ready to trounce the Rams this weekend. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be like 28-13, 35-20, something like that. But
1: yeah, I think you know I might be thinking of last year's Packers where they rolled through the regular season, but as a Niner fan, I was not worried about them in the postseason. Um, looking at their schedule now, they have, you know, they rattled through wins since the end of November. The last loss was to the Colts in overtime. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, their margin of victory has been high every time. Um, so the only thing I, would, I I don't expect the Rams to be close for the for most of the game, but you know, if they get you know late touchdown to cover, you should be okay there.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's let's put a. Let's put a sticker on that one for a second, because I think we're we're a little bit split. Let's see if we can agree on this next game: Rams at Bills, 5:15 Saturday. Do you have the current line for us?
1: Well, you said Rams at Bills.
0: Ravens at Bills. Sorry, <laughs> I scribbled that pretty uh pretty Let's poorly see
1: here. So earlier today, I had it written down at two and a half. I guess three and a half. It is now, it's now three.
0: Well, I had two and a half, so to borrow a line from one of our favorite podcasts, I get that one.
1: (laughs) I bet, I guess it was three and a half.
0: Yeah, I had two and a half.
1: So it's a wash.
0: (laughs) No one knows how they keep track of this. Oh
1: my God. All right. Anyway, diving into the game. What
0: did you have on the first one?
1: I had seven and a half.
0: I admit six and a
1: half.
0: So you're, you're up one. Okay.
1: Yeah, thank you. All
0: right. Please tell us who's going to win. Bills or Ravens?
1: Who's going to win outright is going to be the Bills. Are uh, going to yeah,
0: cover?
1: I think not. I'm going to take the Ooh. Ravens on this one just because they've been able to run the ball so well. You know, and that was obviously evident last week. Um, it's going to be a cold weather, snowy, dismal game. Bills will be out without Singletary in their rushing attack. So
0: how cold uh, are we I, talking? Are we talking tens, twenties, thirties?
1: We're, we're talking low thirties with snow. Okay. Yeah, Strong wind as well. So I think this is a ground attack, not going to be high scoring and Ravens are going to be, you know, within three points for most of the game, just like the Colts,
0: you know, <laughs> You know, going to Giants games growing up, early December games, it would be like 10 degrees out. But you're like, at least the seats are so small that I'm going to be just crushed up against the people next to me. So that'll keep me warm and I'll be jumping out of my seat celebrating. But uh, the this, uh, this social distance stuff is not good for, for watching games when it's 30 degrees out in upstate New York at 5.15 at night on a Saturday, 8.15 on the East Coast. gonna be really rough for those fans, but I'm sure they'll, they'll bring the energy.
1: Yeah, the Bills Mafia is a different breed.
0: They're a different breed. They jumping through tables.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lightning um, built on fire.
0: I this is the best game I think of the weekend. I know that everyone's talking about the uh the matchup that we'll get to in a second between Brady and Breeze, but this is just like I don't know. I mean, I just I gotta love Lamar Jackson getting his first playoff win last week. That was really cool to see. I think that team believes that they're uh they're prepped for a run. They had a great second half of the year. They got it together. They got an incredible run game. And Lamar's a threat through the air. So you got to protect against everything. But I think I'm still going Bills. I just love Stefan Diggs. I think the guy makes plays. I love Josh Allen. I think the defense is good. Um, it's a home game for them. Fans are going to be hyped. They just came off a win. Uh, that they snuck out against the Colts where they should have done more. I think they're going to be primed here to uh, to really show their best selves. I think they're going to cover too. I think it's going to be close though. I think you're right, but they're going to cover in my mind. So we're, yeah, well, we do not agree on the first two.
1: No, the, the thing I was looking for with the Rays victory over the Titans is if, is if Lamar could air it out or not. And I, he couldn't, you know, he was missing balls downfield. He beat them on the ground and, yeah, you know, the the Ravens did the things that we knew they could do well to beat the Titans. And I think against the Bills they're going to have to do things that they haven't been doing well, well, which is, you know, get the ball down the field a little bit more, which, you know, could happen in that weather, but um we'll
0: have to see. Yeah. Which quarterback do you think will rush for more yards? Cuz I don't think it's an easy answer. I think potentially Josh Allen could break off uh, one of his padded Forty-yard runs at some point during this game kind of make it a make it a a, a good battle between him and Lamar for the quarterback rushing champion.
1: Yeah, if you're you scheming up the Ravens defense, you just definitely have to keep Allen in the pocket, nothing over the top, um, limit him to the dinks and dunks, and you know live with the uh, you know long possession you know points, but you know, nothing down the field, no quick scores.
0: We'll see. I think that'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Sometimes I like to steer away from the fun ones to watch because I I don't want to have a – I don't want to to be too stressful if it's going back and forth the whole game. Um, Our next game, Sunday, Browns at Chiefs. 12 o'clock Sunday. I had the Chiefs by eight and a half.
1: I had nine, and it's now ten. Wow. So it seems like you are a big Baker Mayfield fan over here, giving them one and a half points.
0: Wow. All right. I can't seem to win one of these. The Chiefs haven't played uh, an important game in in four weeks, three weeks.
1: Yeah. I think towards the end of the season, you're seeing that the Chiefs are doing just enough to win, but not, you know, playing at the level that they should be. Um, And I think I'm worried about
0: that. They had to to shut it down last week. Like, I'm I'm worried that, you know, a team puts it into uh, third gear for long enough that they can't quite. Ramp, uh, ramp it up fast enough. I know they have a history of going down two scores in these playoff games and then coming back with four straight touchdowns. But I don't know. These Browns, I don't know if they're going to let them do that and then go on to win by 10.
1: Here's why I'm not worried about the Browns.
0: I think the Steelers gifted
1: them 21 points before the Steelers offense even took the field. You have Mahomes and Hill on the other side on you know three weeks rest, which For a player of their caliber, I don't think they, you know, need much to get going, especially in a playoff environment at home. And I don't think this will be close from the get-go.
0: Are you worried about a backdoor cover scenario? And when you get up to the 10 region, you know, a team could be up 31 to 13. And then.
1: Yeah, I experienced that with the Bucks game.
0: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah.
1: Well, you, you always got to be, be suspicious of uh, giving a team 10 points when they put up, what, 50-something in the prior week?
0: <laughs> I don't think it was 50. Or, sorry, yeah. they, they, they ended up with 48. Yeah, they scored seven touchdowns.
1: Right. So how are you going to cover 10 against a team like that? But obviously the, the, the Chiefs are a significantly better team than the Steelers, offensively yeah. and defensively. They're not going to give sure. away the ball. And I think you I think the Browns are gonna get, you know, outclassed in this matchup.
0: Browns are another house money team, but I tend to agree. I think Chiefs are gonna cover this one. So I think that's the first one we agree on.
1: Yeah, I would I would look for this line to go down a little bit closer to game time as well, depending on where the money's going, but might shake it out to at least nine and a half or the eight and a half that you were thinking about. Yeah.
0: So, All right. Here, so let's hope. see if I can get one of these. I don't think this one's looking good for me either. But yep. <laughs> Bucks at Saints, three thirty Sunday. It's our last game of the weekend. I had the Bucks by one and a half. I have a feeling it's Saints.
1: I had the Bucks three, and that was dead on. So.
0: Bucks plus three, right?
1: Plus three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have, I was I was giving the Saints one and a half.
1: Well, this should be an easy call for you then.
0: Oh yeah. I hate betting on Brady in the playoffs because I want him to lose when I watch him. But then, so if I bet against him, I feel like I lost twice because he won and I lost money. And if I bet for him, I feel like I, I lose either way. I just have this terrible thing. So I will not be betting this game. I might not even be watching this game, honestly, but I think the bucks are going to win. I think Brady's too good. The talent around him's too good. Um, I get that it's a Saints home game. Alvin Kamara is playing and all, but I just, I, I, Brady, Brady's got six Super Bowls for a reason.
1: Well, you think the Bucks are going to win outright?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's obvious. I think they're going to win by oh, a lot, actually. God. When I guess the line, I was just trying to guess what people would think, but I think that the Bucks are going to win by like ten.
1: So that that one fifty money line is looking pretty good for you, plus
0: one. Yeah, I might even. I might even. Uh, well, I don't really want to bet it, but if I did, I would. I would bet Bucks to win. And give, and give seven. Can I do that? Can I get like plus 300 if I do that?
1: Uh, I'm sure you
0: could.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the yeah, alternative side will, will pay out well, but yeah, I want to get too ahead of yourself. I, I'm not sure why you're so impressed by the Bucks' performance against the lowly Washington Redskins, or sorry, <laughs> Washington football team uh, where they only won by eight points.
0: Brady spreads it around. He finds eight different receivers on the team every game. Especially touchdown passes, he finds Ab on one, then he finds Evans on the next, then he finds Godwin. Like the guy is just uh, he's spreading the love. His teammates love him. Um, somehow he's undervalued, even though he's the greatest quarterback of all time.
1: Is this more about Brady or the weapons around him?
0: Because I'm seeing Mike Evans,
1: Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, all in the backfield with Brady. So can he do this with no-name receivers like he used to? I don't think so. But that's not the issue here.
0: But that's not what he has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, if he was on the Patriots, I would not like him to win this game. But look at what the team he has around him. They look like they're building a uh, – it's like LeBron is assembling all the Avengers to come fight the – I don't know, I don't really watch Marvel, but isn't LeBron in that?
1: LeBron is not in Marvel's movie
0: i don't know man i haven't seen any
1: of them let's see here i'm pulling up the buck schedule because they had a couple bad losses. they lost to the rams they lost to the chiefs by three and then ended the season beating minnesota atlanta detroit and atlanta again
0: giants almost beat them too
1: right and they're, they're not good in prime time which is you know i think why people were down against or down on them against washington so if you think they can't cover against the football team, I don't think they can cover against the same either.
0: If Brady wins this game, what does that do to Bill Belichick's legacy?
1: Well, Bill Belichick, I think, got the Medal of Honor today, so he's,
0: he's set for life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How are these people going there to meet with, the, with the, that lunatic? They, I, I think he gave them uh, Anna Kisouris, Sam was last week, and Gary Player. Like, did they, Are these people not paying attention?
1: I don't know if Belichick has officially accepted it or not, and I don't know how this works, but um, he yeah. was awarded it. Whatever his political uh, ideas lie, that's something
0: BC. No, he's a he's a supporter. <laughs> he's a supporter. Oh, I can't with these people. Another reason that they're evil. Actually. Well, they live up to their branding, the Patriots.
1: Uh, I think you could easily emotionally hedge on this Bucks game because if you hate Brady, but you bet on them and it pays out, you know, you, you're coming out looking okay.
0: But then he's around another week, and then I have to decide again next week whether
1: – Well, you, you, I think you you can take that risk, especially if you think you are going to meet Green Bay in the next round.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to bet Packers. You kind of talked me into not betting with the line. Rams are going to keep it close. I'll bet Packers. Buck straight up and bills, and I'm gonna stay away from the Chiefs Browns game because I don't know if they're gonna win by ten unless it comes down, and then I'll add that into the mix, yeah, I that think that would pay plus seven fifty, okay, there you go, yeah, <laughs> eight to one on our money, everyone.
1: <laughs> I think I would go ramp the cover. What did I say here: Baltimore to cover, Kansas City to cover, and coin flip on the the Saints Bucks, depending on who I want to piss off.
0: Well, that'd be about twelve to one. If you get all four of those, fourteen parlay, fifty fifty. Sounds Not pretty bad. good
1: to me. Yeah, yeah, you've got to get...
0: figure out who's going to win that last game. So you you think? I feel like you're leaning Saints, but I haven't talked to you into the Bucks.
1: No, I'm still leaning safe just because they couldn't cover nine against the, the football team.
0: Well, um, t- tell me I'm, this. What do you bitter think about Kamara's, that. What do you think Alvin Kamara's stat line is going to look like on Sunday?
1: He's over 150 total yards and a touchdown.
0: Okay, and then Taysom Hill?
1: Uh, 30 all-purpose yards. I don't think he'll be a factor.
0: Okay, no receiving touchdown or passing touchdown from him or something no. weird.
1: No. I mean did he How do anything they last week?
0: Um, he had fifteen
1: rushing yards in yeah, he had twenty all purpose yards.
0: Who's gonna be Mark- the quarterback on the Saints week one next year? Starting quarterback.
1: What's famous Jameis? Is he on the contract next year? Jameis? Yeah. Well, remember, the Saints can't pay anyone, but he's a free agent after next year, so I have no idea. It's not going to be Taysom Hill, if that's what you're looking for.
0: It's not going to be Breeze, either?
1: And it's not going to be Breeze, no.
0: All right. You heard it here first. Breaking news here on the pod. <laughs> Breeze is for sure retiring, according to Matt Klein and sources.
1: And and their contract situation. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's all I got. Oh, do you want to tell me your Super Bowl picks?
1: Uh, Kansas City, New Orleans.
0: Kansas City is going to win or what do you think?
1: Kansas City all the way. Back to back champion.
0: Packers beating Kansas City 38-35 in a thriller. Oh my
1: God. (laughs) That's going to be an exciting game. I hope it happens.
0: Yeah, that will be.
1: We we need to... We need the Super Bowl back in the NFC.
0: Yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers' year. This is the year. Everyone clear out of the way. Well, this has been fun. So glad you came on and talked through this with me.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Hopefully I'll uh, be a little bit more optimistic um, after these next four games.
0: All right. See you, man. Have a good night. Later.